You're listening to Messes to Successes, a behind-the-scenes look at the strategies, tools, and insights that have taken businesses of all sizes from losing to winning with serial business builder Walden Fenster. For a VIP experience with Walden and the Venture Studios team, visit VentureStudios.com slash podcast. There you'll get access to a huge vault of resources, including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at how to grow a successful business. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Messes to Successes. When we deal with business owners and running and operating a company, we've talked at length about teams and systems. And you can't grow a business beyond the capability of your teams and your systems. And so on this week's episode, I want to dive a little bit deeper into uh, how we operate in that, that capacity, because businesses are made of systems. Whether you use computers or not, every business has systems in place to get work done, to manage the work, to measure the work, and develop strategy. I know most people, first thing they think of is QuickBooks, or they think of some Hootsuite or some social media operating platform or, or task management like Monday or whatever that, whatever that might be. But whether you're using computers or not, there are systems in place. So Walden, uh, what are some of those major categories of systems that you see in most businesses? Um, one of the biggest things that we step in and trim down in businesses are inefficient or too many systems. So like I, I am an advocate for systems and for technology to a point, you know? So like, as we start to go through and examine some of these, like I would, like I'd personally never recommend to somebody like go get all of these things that we're talking about and make all of these things work, <laughs> you know? So I wouldn't do that. However, like when you start to look at systems and where we sit in the 21st century, like, like we have so many tools to so many resources, so many everything that we can like actually tie into and run a more efficient, more profitable and just better overall business. Like, so like as we start to jump into some of these, I do put that disclaimer out there is don't try to do them all. <laughs> like if you try to do them all, you're going to fail at all of them instead of just picking one or two really good ones, using them really effectively, and then start to roll in if you need more tailored specific software and systems. So that being said, now we can jump into it. <laughs> so like overall, like when we start to really dive into systems, processes, things like that, we're looking at accounting and payroll, we're looking at billing, we're looking at project management as a huge one, enterprise resource planning, uh, human resource systems, we're looking at web development, inventory tracking, marketing, CRMs for your clients, like graphic design, uh, all kinds of other types of systems that can be used to run your business. So I've never found one system that wasn't like, like completely just tailored to a specific business, custom built, like tailored to them that handled all of these things at the same time. Like as far as I know, it doesn't exist. But I do know of other platforms that link a lot of these things together. So if I go with a QuickBooks in accounting and I go and run, I'm running my billing through there, I'm running my credit cards through there, I try to do as much as I can through one provider without having to go get multiple providers to do the same thing, even if I have to pay for it. So like it makes more sense when I look at QuickBooks, I can use them for accounting, I can use them for payroll, I can use them for billing, get my merchant account through there. I could get like invoicing every point of sale stuff. 
everything could be through one vendor. So of course I'm gonna go there. Great, now I need some way to manage my people that integrates with QuickBooks so that when somebody as an employee or a contractor submits an invoice or like submits hours to me, it gets paid. <laughs> so like now we're looking at uh, like more of the, the project management and inter enterprise resource planning stuff, stuff where we can not only track projects and track jobs and track what people are doing, but we can track their time and then send that information straight to QuickBooks for automation. So like I'm looking for different CRMs and ERPs that can work together, talk with QuickBooks, you know? So what I'm an advocate for is like the Zapiers. So zapier.com, you can create these connections that pass data back and forth. You don't even have to be a tech guy to do it. Like it's very easy. They made it very simple, but like I'd link those two together. So I get those two standalones. And then my other one that I'd run almost 99% of everything through is my website. I would pay for additional servers and hosting so that I could run all my tools through my website so that it wouldn't lack speed, it wouldn't lack features or functionality. But basically between those three, those three things, those are, my, those are my systems or tools that I really, really dive into because with those three things, you could go run a $100 million company like very easily. There's people that do it all day. So like, just with those three things as a standalone software. I uh, remember a story from a few years ago that during the holiday season, one of the big box retailers, and if I said the name, you would know it, uh, <laughs> had a uh, eight or nine figure data breach. And what they found was when they tracked the source back of the problem, people's credit cards were getting stolen in those gaps between the POS system was going to a separate inventory system, was going to a separate tracking system. It, it ended up going through, I forget it was five, six or seven different systems. And they did that thinking that they were saving money because each <laughs> of those systems linked together seemed to be less money yep. than having the one kind of all in one monolith. And I know people get afraid of being kind of tied into just one system. Uh, what are the pros and cons of having simplified one system that does, not, you, you said no one system does everything, but of, of having maybe you know, a couple, two or three pieces, how does that help them? Well, it, it also comes back to the team. So like, a system's only as good as the people using it. So if you have the most amazing system out there and the team is not using it, it's just sitting there wasteful. It's wasting everything, time, money, uh, training, everything's being wasted at that point. You know, so first off, your team has to have buy-in and actually use the system. Second of all, most of the, most of the cases nowadays is the system has to be so simple because of the people using it. So like a simplified system actually is really awesome in most cases, it's harder to develop. And if you do it the wrong way, you have a lot of liability. So like that, that big box retailer you're talking about, like they probably did it to that point because they're just putting band-aids on bullet holes, putting band-aids on bullet holes, just building it as they went, instead of standing back and saying, you know, we're gonna do a whole bunch of revenue and a whole bunch of orders, like, and this is the system that we're running. Where are our liabilities? Where are our risks at? Where are our holes at in this system? these gunshot wounds that are just like protruding blood right now. Like where are those holes at? Like we got to fix those ones. 
but we need to do it the right way. We need to build a system that is, yeah, if you're going to use a QuickBooks and you're going to use all these third-party things, like, yeah, it's one thing. If you're going to build it tailored for yourself, it's a whole nother can of worms because what they should have done is they should have built it for where they're headed instead of while they're building it just to keep solving like problems right now, right now, right now. But with that in mind, they could have stepped back because it was 99.9999% sure that it was tailored just for them. Like that was their system. It's not like every other big box retailer does the same thing. Like it was tailored to them and it was built for them, you know, so that, that just shows you that they didn't take time to dedicate into evolving the system as the business evolved. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like none of these things are just like set it and forget it. Like, am I going to, am I going to start using QuickBooks or am I going to start using like an active collab or a Salesforce or um, specific like individual third party sites. And then just, as soon as I turn it on, I'm going to step over here now and never look back. <laughs> like it just, it doesn't quite work like that software has a, a, a specific place in your operations. Tell me a little bit about how you've made these kinds of systems work. Well, I, I threw a challenge out and this challenge has been out there for like two years now. Nobody's been able to like take me up on it yet, but I've challenged people to come up with a business idea, a business model, an overall business that wouldn't run more efficiently and effective with systems and technology. Like I, I've racked my head on it. I've had very smart people rack their head on it. And just coming up with that just doesn't exist right now because of how smart our machine learning's getting between tying everything together to be automated, like, and just running more efficiently. So like old school wise back, like Y2K area, you know, like an order came into a website. Great. Now I got it. I printed it out and I went over here. I, I circled that name. I got my other printout over here. I put all my products in a box. I taped it up. I, I maybe wrote my addresses on it, or maybe I took it all the way to the post office. And then I, I wrote more stuff on there, or I paid for it there. And then they shipped it out, which then it took probably about seven to 10 days to get it. And then let's hope that everything went right, because if they didn't, and now a return came in, now this whole process probably cost me money. And I never made a single dime, you know? So like, you start to look at that and how now we've evolved and now we have like same day shipping and same day arrival. <laughs> like there are literally vendors right here in Chicago that guarantee same day delivery. If an order comes in, like how fast, how much faster of a world are we living in? Or is it just the evolution of tech and systems and all these things? Like, yes, as consumers, we are instant gratification. We want everything now, now, now. So we're creating software and systems that give it to us now 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 you know so like as we evolve in that mindset our systems have to evolve with us so like the the crm has to constantly be updating it has to be showing every phone call that i've ever had with that client every email every text every message it has to show me all their social media profiles and it has to monitor them to see if they're bad mouthing me for a bad review like or a really good review and a testimonial like it has to constantly be evolving and showing me all that stuff just like then I can evolve it into my email marketing system and my website and my retargeting and my ads so that when that person now goes to a website that they visited my website three days ago, they're going to see my ads. They're going to come back and buy more from me. Like our technology and systems are all linked together nowadays. So like the easiest way to make this really work and scale up a business is making sure that you have simple systems 
that achieve a lot of goals <laughs> and that your team actually uses for success. So like overall, it's, it's fine tuning. It's getting two or three of these things put together and then making sure that the team's properly trained up and using it. So gone are the days of duplicate carbon copy paper handwritten forms. Oh, thank God. No. <laughs> like, but if you think about it, it's like, it's a crazy time we live in. You know, like I, I could literally get online right now. And as long as it's before eight o'clock CST, like it's almost like, cause the fulfillment house is like 45 minutes away. So like they do same day delivery on Amazon, like up until like 8 PM where I live, like, and now we're building drones to get package delivered even faster without people. Like it's just, it's nuts the speed of what we're doing and how, how we're evolving in technology and systems. Do you see us coming to a place where the um, electronic systems will eliminate the human systems or are we still in a binary where you have to have human systems and electronic systems? So, we are getting very close in artificial intelligence and emotional robots and all these things that are coming out. True human interaction is like the missing like piece to all of this. So like marketing and sales is all people. It's all orientation. It's all a person sells a product to a person, you know? So like now as we move to chatbots and just overall sales concepts of, removing the people one step further, you know, like it's just, it's crazy to see, but I think the the next big trend that will start to come up is that human interaction piece where it's still that handwritten thank you card. It's still this um, overall connection to somebody, whether it's using like a Skype or a Zoom video call and seeing eye to eye with my, my client, my friend, my whoever around the world, or whether it's that it, it's still that, that salesperson at the store, you know, like there's still, a craving as a human being to have some sort of interaction with somebody. Now we might be limited. So we might say, yeah, I only want to talk to one person a day, but I still want to talk to one person today. <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's crazy to see as we evolve. And like the, one of the craziest things I've seen recently, actually, when it comes to people and systems is how like this big minimum wage push has pushed fast food retailers to removing people completely from that whole process using technology. So like you look at like McDonald's, which they had a headquarters here in Chicago. And like, so they have like the Ray Kroc, like innovation center and all these things where they're like coming up with the next things to replace a $17 minimum a wage hour, you know, like where, where we're headed, you know, like in the future when a high school kid coming out of high school or even in high school wants to make 20 to $25 an hour flipping burgers at McDonald's like that world will never exist because they're dumping their multiple millions and hundreds of millions of dollars into researching how to remove that bottleneck, you know? So now we have kiosks that we order from, whether it's drive through or when we walk into a store, you know, that kiosk takes the order. It's hundred percent accurate because you're the one that did it. So now you take away the liability in the wrong order, you know, from the, that point of view, that, or that, that kiosk collects the money, and it places the order to a 3D printing robot in the back that is now printing ingredients, printing your hamburgers, printing your whatever, a, a robot that's filling your cup with your supersized whatever. And then literally you come up to the window and it's there, whether it's indoor or outdoor, it's there. You know, so like they've came up with a closed loop system that replaces human interaction. 
to what point though is that going to actually succeed? And that's why I say if you start to look at trends and predictability, at some point in the near future, we are going to start seeing a trend back to that that human interaction piece because if you follow success, that's what's going to happen. You're going to see more people go back to human interaction and they're going to see this huge shift in like all this crazy revenue and they're going to have all these success stories for being all these businesses that went really huge and now everybody's going to go back to human interaction and push 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 human interaction and then we're going to close them off again like it's just it's cyclical it's going back and forth but at the same time it's going up <laughs> so it's just like seesawing up so well think, think about the pushback against automated phone systems oh man press one for english press two for spanish and those still exist out there but what is people's natural reaction to automated voice systems yeah, on phones? Click zero until oh you get an operator. Like, get me a human, right? Yeah. So let's talk to the, the machine's only as smart as we make it, Chad. So <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Garbage in, garbage out, yeah. right? But let's talk now to the entrepreneur who is building his online business and and a, and the click funnels. We talk about click funnels and. One of the big, um, you know, when I was talking to, to entrepreneurs who were really getting excited about click funnels, it was because they were going to eliminate the human interaction piece of it. Why is that a bad idea? And, and you've already touched on it a little bit, but let's, let's go deeper on that. Well, they're, they're never going to maximize their potential if they limit the human interaction because the psychology won't allow us to make a huge multiple thousand dollar purchase online without talking to somebody first. So like they're, if anything, they're truly limiting, like, yeah, they don't have to talk to anybody, but they might be stuck at that one to four to $10 million range, which is still a great problem to have. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, that's a great problem to have, but think about like the moment that like you have like a, like a Sam ovens or somebody like that from like consulting.com. Like he, he, he built a system that was so replicatable that he could go out and create like multiple millions of dollars pushing consulting and coaching without talking to a single soul. And then he started to build up this community and following. And then he was like, realized high ticket selling, high ticket consulting. Like nobody's buying that because we're not talking to him. So the moment that he went and started talking to him, he started like three, four, five, six X his business. And last time I checked, he was at like $30 million a year now, instead of like a couple couple million so like it works to have human interaction if you're going to go high ticket sales so like it comes back to your strategy and with click funnels they do make it super easy so that if if you just want to sell a 695 free plus shipping offer over here and sell a ton of books go for it and you'll never have to talk to a single person except for when they want to process a refund <laughs> or complain so like that's ultimately one route you could go. Another route with ClickFunnels, you could build out a webinar. You could build out a high ticket selling platform, but you're gonna have to talk to some people when you get that far, so. So there becomes a, a limit of what digital systems will do for the human interaction of transacting business. Yeah, and I mean, like we've still taken monster steps. So like there's a, there's a website I was on the other day and their, their chat bot was so good at predictive like answering that I was like, yeah, you did answer my question. Like, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> like it was crazy, but it shows you garbage in garbage out, good in good out. You know, it shows you that they spent so much time indexing and walking through and giving answers to questions that come in often that now that that chat bot is sitting there automated and just running and running and running and running 
probably answering 90% of the questions that actually do come in. So now in the development and how much time and energy and money you put into building out that, that question chart, building out that mapping tree of if they say this and this type of situation, now they've cut back in how many customer service agents they have or how many times they have to answer the same question over and over and over. So they're removing redundancy for the rest of the life of that business or product just by spending time up front investing into putting really good information into something that's already really smart. Fantastic. You're listening to Messes to Successes with serial business builder Walden Fenster. Um, on this episode, we've been talking specifically about the systems that run a business, whether those are digital electronic systems or whether they're human systems. And, and we've kind of established that almost every business really needs both to some greater or lesser degree. There are some aspects where you can remove the human interaction to a certain point, um, and, but, but we're starting to see a swing back towards that human touch factor is going to be a success factor for a lot of businesses that otherwise uh, would just be digital. Tell me a little bit about the services that you and your company offer to help small business owners or even medium business owners to optimize their, their human systems and their digital systems. So we actually offer a CTO for hire is our like, if, if you want to consider it a baller package, it's a baller package. <laughs> so like literally it's, it's hiring a CTO for your business on an interim to step in, run a whole audit of your system, figuring out where you're blowing money, where you're saving money, where the, the systems are wrong. Just, just, Overall, everything, we call out a tech audit. We step in and we do, we analyze, we analyze, we analyze, and we figure out what we need to do to make it happen. And through, through that process, we create a, a roadmap of implementation or a roadmap to success, however you want to phrase it. Uh, but that CTO stays on staff and figures out and implements that whole change to make sure that everything happens. So the big thing that we see in most businesses nowadays is the they're maxed out in what they're spending on SaaS model software. So like we have, everything's going SaaS model now. Everything is going month to month or get a discount for an annual like subscription, you know, like even with ClickFunnels, they just pushed out a $2,000 a year package for platinum that saves you $1,700 if you buy it all up front. Like it's the next step in psychology and marketing to push that. So like what we're seeing is most businesses are signing up for 20, 30, like a whole bunch of different systems that they don't even really need, you know? So like, think about it, like think about all the systems that you have day to day and how much you're spending on each one of them. And now if you have employees or scale up or ramp up or hire more, you're buying more users, more seats, more licenses, more everything. And it's, it could potentially be something that they're not even using, which is where the audit comes in. So we step in and we figure out literally how much you could be saving by consolidating systems or moving away or just overall deleting things that you don't need. So like I, we did some consulting for we, one of our CTO, like for hires recently went through a company's audit. They had three different uh, time clocking softwares for their employees to use. So they had three different ways for the same employee to register time to different project systems work. So like it's, so they're paying like, and they have, they at that time had 30 employees. So they're paying basically 90 licenses like deep on just time tracking software that nobody was even using. 
So like not only that, but like you you just have you have companies out there that are they're signed up for seven different like Facebook marketing programs, or signed up for six different email marketing things, or signed up for just like just all these different things that they don't need. All they need is one. They need one really good one instead of 17 different little things that don't even work the way they should. You know, so like overall, like the tech audit steps in and shows you, hey, you could save a quarter million dollars this year just by changing software. You know, like would that quarter million dollars be worth your time and money right now? Probably. Does it pay for our contract for the next 90 days? Yes. <laughs> like it's just, it's crazy to see just that shift alone because then when we get ready to implement and step in and get them spooled up and running on the right systems. Now, not only did we save them money, but their, their teams are becoming more efficient, more effective, and just having a better overall experience in the systems that we're creating. So now not only did we save them a ton of money, but now they're making more money because they're on the right systems with the right training and manuals. So like the CTO for higher spot by far, like I said, a baller package, but it's a 90 day commitment because it takes 90 days to step in audit, create your roadmap, month two implement make all the changes like an overall month three is optimizing training and then stepping out so our goal is to be in and out in 90 days or less like that's just our our big thing with the cto for higher spot so and for the person who's asking what is a bolar plan <laughs> let's talk no just kidding um so the cto for higher sits between 15 and 25 grand a month depending on what is needed so it's a 90-day commitment so it's a bigger commitment. But when you start to look at how much money you could be saving and how much money you should be making by rolling out the right content strategy, by running on the right systems, like it's a small amount to pay if you know where you're headed scaling wise. If it's a smaller thing, if it's like, hey, like just come do an audit, you know, like we can be more flexible with that. Like it's still gonna take some time. I'm not gonna charge you 15 grand to do that. I might charge you like three or four, but like overall, like, we'll come in, we'll do the audit, but then it's up to you to implement. And the, the biggest place where most entrepreneurs fail is accountability. If they don't have accountability and somebody actually do it, it'll never get done. So that's why we are like, it's a 90 day commitment for us to step in and do it, but you know, it's going to get done. So like it's big. And plus we cover if there's additional development costs, things like that. So there's other things that factor into that price, but like, that's why I said it's more of a baller style package. It's more for those businesses that are sitting at, one to 5 million wanting to scale to 50, you know, or at that 10 million point and wanting to scale past 50. Like they're, they've gotten a certain amount of revenue in the bank, but they're sitting there and they can't figure out where they're wasting money and time and people and energy and effort and just all that stuff just on the technology side. So like it is worth it, but it's for very specific individuals. Whereas if you're a startup and you're just looking to build it right from day one, and you're looking at more of the consulting route for that is saying, Hey, step in, help us build the right way from day one, help us like create the foundation for success. Of course, we're going to step in and be able to do that for a lot less because we're not actually having to reverse engineer or back out or uh, get rid of things that were previously done. We're building it right from day one. So it's a little bit more cost affordable if you're coming to us from day one. Yeah, I didn't mean for you to get into the pricing and all, all that. No, I love I, it. I, I mean, I, like it's on our website and I will always disclose it because if it's a paid mm -hmm. service, you'll know it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Oh, but sure. I know, I know it's worth results. And the last client that we had come through it, like say he literally saved over a quarter million dollars a year in tech spend. And right now it's running more efficiently where it's doubling sales almost every single month. 
like for the last three months. So like now not only did they save a quarter million, but now they've made probably 500K. So it's been a $750,000 shift on a $40,000 investment. No, that's that's fantastic. I was what I was really getting at is you said Valar like three times. Valar, Valar. I'm like, what is that? Valar. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a higher level price point, 100. Okay. So, okay. we're not we're not targeting uh, the dry cleaner down the street trying to figure out how to make their shirts spin faster on a rotating thing. For sure. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so yeah, we definitely covered that, and I'll edit that back in. Um, so the who, uh, not the how. Right. Well, so let me let me wrap the the end of that that uh, episode. So again, you're listening to Messes to Successes with serial business builder Walden Fenster. If you haven't been a part of our community on Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, be sure to join us there with your comments, with your questions. Uh, if if you heard something during this episode that you want to know more about, you can uh, you reach out to us there and get answers. And also be sure to visit venturestudio.com to find out about the uh, CTO for hire and other services that uh, Venture Studio offers to help you take your business to the next level and get your systems as optimized as possible. So thank you so much for joining us this week. Have a great week. God bless you. And we will see you next time. You've been listening to Messes to Successes, a podcast by Venture Studios. To get access to resources including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at growing a business, visit VentureStudio.com. This weekly podcast is produced and hosted by Walden Fenster, directed and edited by Chad Ketcher. Copyright 2019. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or LinkedIn and get new episodes every Wednesday wherever you find podcasts.